Um, hello, listeners, and welcome to the More in the Magazine podcast. Um, in this edition, we'll be talking tennis with our tennis coach and writer, Leon Jeff. Uh, Leon, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Charlie? Yes, good, thank you. How is the injury? Yeah, injury, not not great, but um, I'm looking down other avenues now, so uh, it's going to be an exciting year, I think, so I'm, I'm looking on the positive side of things. Ah, good. Shame, uh, shame about that. I've actually pulled my back a little bit in the gym, so um, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> big time um great okay cool so tennis a lot going on after we uh, last last year in the end um we wanted to sort of touch on the australian open now the sort of dust is and um djokovic i've got in my Djokovic rightful winner question mark what do you think Leon? absolutely i mean it for me it was the first time in quite a few years a big favorite going into that grand slam the the last years has been really open, whether it's just been between Murray and Djokovic, Djokovic Federer, you, you knew one of them was going to win now a year, year or two ago, or a bit longer. Uh, but you weren't quite sure which one was, the form of Djokovic was going into this January was, was just unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it was around the time, around November, October, November time. Around that time, he just stepped up another gear. I mean, he was already obviously world number one, but. Murray, Federer were just behind him. And then at the end of last year, he just, just stepped up another year and he's he's kind of accelerated away from everyone else, really, for the time being. He has. I mean, obviously Murray is um, close to our hearts, naturally, being a Brit, a fellow Brit. Um, yeah. And I've done some stat pulling and it looks like Murray hasn't beaten Djokovic since the Canadian Masters in 2013, um, which is... I think he beat him... Wasn't it last Cincinnati last year? Did he beat him in a... I think you're right. He beat him. I think he beat him 7-5-7-5. I think it was in Cincinnati. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Because I think it was... He only lost about five matches altogether last year. I think two was to Federer, one or to Murray. Yeah, but yeah. But but yeah, I mean, like you say, I I don't think he's beaten him in a Grand Slam. Yeah, sorry. That's probably what I was looking at. Um, because in 2012, he had a very good run against Djokovic, but um, obviously Murray's had a few injury problems from that. Talking about injuries, do you think... Yeah. Obviously, Djokovic has elevated his game. There's no hide in that. Um, but Murray's in probably has a part to play in it. Would you Would you agree? Um, it wouldn't have helped, but then that was a couple of years ago now, and I think that was the end of 2013, I think. So I think 2014 was a little bit ropey for him. And then 2015, he had, he had a good year last year. I mean, finished number two in the world for the first time. One of the only players to beat Djokovic. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's back to his best last year, really. I mean, I mean, yeah. it, it, Federer had a good year as well, but they're all outshadowed by Djokovic, who just had an incredible year. That's the that's the problem, obviously. I mean, it must be frustrating for Murray because he's obviously trying to get better. He is getting better, granted, but it just seems to be similar to football, really. Barcelona are on another level, and I suppose Djokovic is is the equivalent to that. Yeah, I mean, it helped Murray in a way. I mean, it's frustrating for Murray. I mean, it's, it's weird when you look at it. He's number two in the world. You think, wow, imagine being a two in the world. Imagine that. Only one person in the whole world being better than you. Yeah. On the other hand, you think, oh, how frustrating. There's that one person better than you. Um, but I think up until the end of the summer, Murray, his player was, was as good as Djokovic. And a couple of the big matches he lost, he... At times in the match, he looked like the bad player. He just lost his head a little bit, which again, you know, it's his fault and that plays into it. So Because uh, he did obviously naturally lose in the Australian final he, and he's had quite an emotional speech at the end. He was 
proper gutted, wasn't he? To lose. Yeah, that. although not as gutted as I think as he has been before. I think what if Djokovic playing so well, his expectations would have been a little bit lower than normal, even though he would have been expecting to go in and win because he's, he, you've got to, otherwise you've got no chance. And I think with the whole, he's obviously had a baby girl now, that puts a little bit in perspective. Uh, he seemed quite, not too bad until he started mentioning his his, his, his wife and, and unborn baby at the time. And then he started getting emotional, but he he played well, actually. I mean, I, I, the last few times I've played, I've, I've got, got out and said, I think Murray's going to just edge it. And like I said, let's get the Australian final. Murray started to play the be- started to play the better tennis, and then Djokovic started to fall over after losing points and looking really tired. And Murray just let it get to his head, and he and he he knows he did, and he's frustrated about that. And it's interesting. I mean, if he'd won that match, if he'd kept his head together and won that match, who knows how last season would have gone? Maybe Murray would have gone on to have that year because I mean that that springboarded Djokovic year really. I mean, yeah. he looked great on clay. So he lost the final of the home to stand, stand the man and then didn't look back after that, really. And then, like I said, at the end of the year, just his confidence went up another level. His movement got even better. Uh, and that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's, he's moved his level up a, a level. But Murray played well in the final of the Australian Open. I mean, Murray will be the, his biggest rival, I think, this year. And I think... Although Djokovic has made it a bit more of a gap, I think Murray will, will close that gap a bit. Especially if he can keep getting to finals and playing him in the finals. and That's how he's going to improve, playing Djokovic regularly, playing that level. And then it's, it's, been, it's been happening over the years. Federer moved the, moved the up. And then Nadell come along and, and he used Federer and then he moved the bar up. And then Djokovic has come along and he's moved the bar up. So it's a case of whether, whether Murray can maybe move the bar up himself or whether he's just going to try and stay in touch with Djokovic but and that's the beauty of tennis we're just uh, gonna wait and find out in 2016 yeah for sure I mean, it's you know it's interesting what you say because you know, the players around you do sort of dictate how good you have to be naturally um again referencing back to football Ronaldo they, they probably wouldn't be as good as they they are without them to compete with each other and it's very similar with Murray and uh, Djokovic um, oh, yeah that's happened in the history of tennis really rivalry they've if you asked back, they said Bjorg made, made him a better player. Agassi and Sampras would have said the same about each other. Certainly Nadal and Federer, their rivalry, and then Nadal and, and Djokovic, they've made it better. And Djokovic and Federer, their rivalry, they, they, I mean, it's just, it's been an incredible few years of tennis. And Sampras had, had retired and everyone thought, we're not going to see many slams again for maybe ever. Comes along. And then Nadal comes along and then Djokovic comes along. And in that Murray, you've got to give Murray credit in that hot period of probably the three, well, certainly the three greatest players of all time. Murray's got to nine Grand Slam finals and won two of them. Won Olympics gold, spearheaded Great Britain's first Davis Cup win in, what was it, 79 years? Yeah, I mean, brilliant. What an era to win. And he's certainly I mean, got time on his hands, so lucky. He? He's got a few left in him as well, Murray, hasn't he? So, oh, you know. yeah. I mean, he's training hard and then, you know, I mean... Having kids certainly done Federer and Djokovic's career a world of good, so it'd be interesting to see if Murray if it helps him, and certainly if he can be a little bit less of a perfectionist and bring his emotions down a tiny bit, then that could make the difference. I mean, I think it's unbelievable how well he's done when he has that burning frustration inside of him because he, he struggles with coping with his... Yeah, certainly player. more than Federer and, and, and Nadal. Djokovic, you see a little bit of frustration, but he's moving on and putting it behind him. Yeah. 
Great. Well, looking um obviously Djokovic and Maria, the two the two guys to catch. Um, it's good to see Nadal back. As yeah, in the top, which is a good progression for him at this stage. Do you agree? Yeah, he's, he's shown signs of progress, but then I think we had a couple. It was a few weeks ago. I don't think he's been anyone in the top ten in about a year or, yeah. or something. Like that. He's he's shown promising signs, and he's got to a quarter fight, and even on clay, his favourite clay. He's lost to a couple of, well, not bad players, but players you, you expect him to win. And especially when you know he's going on to clay to get his confidence. And it's, it's crazy, really. For me, the, the, the mentally stronger than any other athlete I've ever seen, for it to go like this, it's, it's if, if anyone's going to put the hard work in to get that confidence back, and that's what it's going to come down to, hard work and preparation, if anyone's going to do that, he'll be working harder than anyone to, to, get, it, to get it back. Yeah, because I mean, like you said, he really, you know, Federer, that was a fantastic rival, and there's no reason why we can't see them to have a few more classes over his. Um, Nadal, is his back up as injured? Is that right, Nadal? He had an unlucky end to, again, I can't remember what year, a few years ago now, where he, I think he did have something with his bed, some kind of weird, I mean, I'm no stuff, but uh, something where they put a, put a bit of tissue in your back to help it, or right. something along the lines, and then it, at the end of, I think, his appendix out towards the season which wouldn't have helped matters no um, yeah I mean he's, he's had the injuries against him but then he's had his success by the way he, he throws himself around the court to a certain extent and that has played a bit of issues on his body in, in later years really yeah, he's I think he's fitting strong at the moment he says so it's just a case now of, of getting getting the hours on the practice court the matches needs lots of matches and get that confidence back yeah Cool. Well, Sid, just above Nadal in fourth is Stan the Man, who we just touched on. Um, great win in Dubai for him. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, what a way for for Djokovic's run to end. I think it was 17 straight finals. And then he he pulls out of this quarterfinal match against Lopez with um, an eye infection. Yeah, which is, um, well, a blessing for Stan. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a likeable guy, isn't he? Oh, yeah, you can't help but like Stan. And on his day, I mean, he had a, a bit of an up-and-down tournament, really. Uh, but on his day, he, he's up there with the best of them, and he, he's not consistent as the big four, which is why he hasn't quite played on the same level as them consistently. But on his day, especially against Djokovic, he matches up well against Djokovic. They've had some five-set classics the last few years, and obviously beat him in last year's. So he's, yeah. he's a dangerous player. You, you don't want him in the door in a grand slam. That's yeah, sure. well, I mean, he's actually thirty. I didn't. Really, I thought he was a bit younger than that. But like you said, he, he's been around. Um, he's been well, he was living in Federer's kind of shadow for. Yeah, a few. it's it's been a fantastic couple of generations of, of tennis players. But um, his record, he obviously, he's obviously got a French Open win, which is probably his um, most famous one. That would have been big because he, when he won the Australian Open a few years yeah, ago, Nadal, uh, he, he had a, a real bad back spasm. I think it was in the first set. Of the, I think it was the beginning of the second set. Although Vinka was already winning, Nadal c- couldn't physically move after that. So although Vinka very well could have gone on and won that, he was winning, he was playing unbelievable. It takes a shine off a little bit. People are going to go, oh, because Nadal was injured. So for him to win a second Grand Slam and to, and to, and to beat Djokovic, who was obviously had the year he had, then it, pff, no one can ever take that away or argue that or say anything about that now. Yeah. That's... And and that, that cements his Australian Open win as well. Definitely. And another one of my one of the guys I've got a lot for is uh, Tsonga. He's currently ninth. Tsonga, yeah, he's a favourite of everyone's. Um, he showed a great little bit of sportsmanship with the injured ball girl, which always helps and public image. Are you a big Tsonga fan? I am. He's, I mean, you can't help but like him. He's such a nice 
I don't know if he's too nice, if you see what I mean. I mean, you hear Nadal talk often, he's very softly spoken, but then when he t- steps onto the tennis court, there's very few smiles there. It's it's business. Songo, I mean, the, the French, they've had the last few years, they've owned players in the top 100. So many players in the 20. So they've got all these players, but none of them seem that quite killer edge, that last couple of percent they need to step over the line and, and win a Grand Slam. I mean, there's Songa, there's Moan, there's Monfils, there's Gasquet. Yeah, and they're all beautiful like players to watch. They've all got flair, they're lovely to watch, but they just don't quite, can't quite do it. So it's, it's, it's that old age question. Do you ever be in our situation and have one good player in Murray who's won Grand Slams? Or would you answer has loads of players in the top 100 but doesn't have a Murray? So, yeah, I know, yeah. It's, 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 it's an interesting point, definitely, um, to really, because the song has had some really good battles with uh, Fed over the years, hasn't he? But yeah, you know, I don't think he's really won much of, of much note, has he, over the years? To song no, I mean, I think he's got to round slam finals again. Typical of the French guys, really, they get to be finals of the slams, they win the odd, you know, 500 tournament, uh, but they don't quite make that last little, little leap. Yeah, right. Well, Davis Cup, should we touch on that a little bit? Um, yeah. Coming. It's certainly a popular one with us Brits, obviously, because we won. So, always helps. Yeah. So, what, how do you see it planning out? Uh, well, first, I mean, last year's Davis Cup final, I mean, on one hand, you've got to say, what a great team effort. I mean, to win a team event, you, you've got to be a good team. The, the, the atmosphere in the team was brilliant. The doubles pair, doubles players. Definitely. So that's brilliant. But on the other hand, Andy Murray. I mean, he... he he won every played in the Davis Cup last year. And, we, and the whole year we won 12 points. He was involved in 11 of them, which yeah. is the only one he, we won that, that he wasn't involved in, one of the doubles that he that he was rested for. So, I mean, what an effort. I mean, incredible. Yeah, it was, I mean, when I looked at the schedule for the last Davis Cup, Murray's, Andy Murray's name, and Andy Murray's, of course, Andy Murray's name was popping up all over. So he really, but he really did sort of put himself out. So he would have liked to have got to the semi-final. Fine. Yeah. But that's a two day finishing early getting off the fast hard courts, getting onto the clay courts, indoor clay courts in Belgium. That, w- that would have helped a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, that certainly would have helped. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be an interesting one. Um, any sort of jewels that you see who look like they're going to impress in this Davis Cup? Um, well, uh, Team GB, we kick off in what's on now a couple of hours against Japan. Um, Kyle Edmund, who made his debut in the funk, he's injured. So Dan Evans comes in, who's... Who's a good young player? I mean, he's, he's a funny one. He's, he, I think he got kicked off the LTA funding for not being dedicated enough. And he's shown moments of unbelievable dedication and beautiful tennis, especially in the Davis Cup. And he showed moments in Too Bothered, really. Um, but certainly the Davis Cup, he's, he's, he's had some brilliant moments. So um, he's playing Kai today, number six in the world. So he's, he's got nothing to lose today Yeah, when he's at his best. So we'll see how that goes. And then obviously Murray's playing their number two. I think Taro is 87 in the world. You'd expect him, and yeah, then you'd expect us to win the doubles, and then it's probably going to come down to Murray Nishikori on Sunday, really, which would be an interesting one. I mean, yeah. I, I favour Murray, but he's I think he's five, five and one or six and one against Nishikori in their career. But right. um, yeah, so Dan Evans is the, is the player to watch there, really. It'd be interesting to see how he gets on, and then uh, be interesting to see if Djokovic plays Davis Cup after his eye infection. Yeah, that's going to make quite a difference. Him not playing. Naturally. And I've got a feeling we might play the winner of their match in the next round. So whether he plays or not could play a big factor in whether we can win the trophy again for the second year in a row. Definitely. I mean, um, look at Djokovic. Deep, deep down, he 
not to disrespect the Davis Cup, of course, but maybe sheer towards a direction of recover. I mean, I know it's not a muscle injury, of course. It's an eye injury, slightly different. But do you I, see, see... I mean, I think he wants to play. I mean, I did read he's, he's hoping to, to, to be back for the Davis Cup. Uh, the Davis Cup's a funny one, though, because, like you say, the top players, they, they want it on their CV. They want it. They're like, you know, because it is... It's tough. It's tough. It's a long year, and to add this cup, and it can be like Andy Murray in the last season. You could be playing on a hard court on the Sunday, fast hard court, and then five days later playing on a slow clay court, which is tough to adapt and tough on the body. So it's it's a, it's a tough ask on the players to play Davis Cup. But I think Murray took so much pride in it last year, and he's playing this year, which none of the top. I don't. I think when Ferrer won for the Swiss, and he played it the next year. I think Djokovic win it for the Serbs. I don't think he won. It. He played it the next year. Um, I've got a feeling Federer is playing this year. So again, there's always talk about them changing the format to try players playing every tie. Um, but I, mean, I think what some, I think what Nadal's done a couple of times is miss some of the early rounds to rest and then save himself for later in the season. But in before their country gets through. Yeah, I mean, um, looking at yesterday's results, uh, the Americans beat the Australians and John Isner. Um, well, they're, they're one. They're one. One tie all. One tie. Is it one tie or a moment? Yeah, so they're playing on grass in Australia. So you'd, you'd expect to play. I mean, it's Leighton Hewitt's first tie as captain, and he's in the squad. Kyrgios got injured, so Leighton Hewitt put himself in the squad, and he might captain to play for years and years if he does play. So there, yeah, but it's a lot of a big service to be on a fast grass court. I think Groff beat Isner, was it? And Isner beat Groff, I think, and the two yeah. big serves, and Tomic beat Jack Sokak. Uh, so, obviously, they're three big servers, Bernard Tomic. So, Tomic's done well there. And, um, yeah, but get another interesting tie, really, to see how the doubles pans out to and then the reverse singles on Sunday. Yes. Um, I'm just looking at the fixtures here. Um, the French have got Canadians. So I think they've already played the game there. So, he's in the French. He's um, also in the French with... Um, yeah, that's another thing. I think Raonic was racing against time to be fit for that one. So, again, number one player... It's, a, it's big whether he can make it or not. So, I mean, especially against France, as we were just talking about a minute ago, how strong they are. Round not playing, it's going to be a, a tough uphill battle for, for Canada. As we've seen with Great Britain, if you've got a good, strong player in there who can win both their singles, you've got a good shout of winning. Especially, that, I mean, Canada tends to have good doubles, but I think Daniel Nestor, he's Canadian, although he's slightly older now, still great doubles player. I think, in fact, he was in the final of the men's doubles in the Australian Open that Jamie... And his uh, new partner, Suarez, beat. Yeah, Suarez, if uh, Realmich plays, that's an interesting tie as well. Yeah, um, it's Jamie Murray. Just sort of touching him. Naturally, the way uh, the way it's panned out is, obviously, Andy gets a lot of the plaudits, naturally, because of all these accomplishments. Jamie Murray's turning into a, well, not an injury, it's a fine doubles player and a real asset to well, GB. He's number two it? in the world now. Both Murrays are number two in the world, which is pretty I mean, crazy. Brilliant. I mean, do you like Jamie Murray? You are Jamie. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of both of them, really. I mean, I've always been a big fan of Andy, and Jamie's just seems like a really fun guy. So, I mean, Andy does as well. Seeing away from the cameras, he's just always laughing and smiling. Jamie's like that all the time, even when there's a camera there. He just generally just sends a big smile on his face, which you can't like. But um, incredible effort. I mean, the mum and dad are so proud to have their two sons, number two in the world. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, that's more of a um, tennis me. And um, you think, what's what is it so different from being a good double player to being a good singles player? From your experience, from your coaching experience, etc. Good question. Again, so, practice really. I mean, if you're what, uh, 
like Jamie Murray probably wouldn't have made it a single, so he makes that decision to concentrate on doubles. And then when you're playing doubles day in, day for hours and hours, that game's going to improve. I mean, it'd be interesting if the singles players played the doubles like they did back in McEnroe's days. Um, and you see Andy Murray, even though he, he really only plays doubles, uh, Davis Cup and the odd tournament before Grand Slams to get used to the use of the surface but but when he plays he's as good as anyone in the world really. I mean him and Jamie what what team they are what team they'd be I mean so, so I mean I think McEnroe he didn't have kind words time Brian Brothers got an unbelievable record the greatest record I think they've exceeded McEnroe and Fleming but McEnroe wasn't too kind to saying that their success is down to the fact that the, the top players the top singles players don't play it anymore yeah but then it's tough on them it's like I said, it's a long season. He's playing Davis Cup this year for Limp Games as well. It's best of five set in Grand Slams. I mean, the top ladies tend to play a bit more, but then they're playing three sets. So yeah, it makes a difference. it's easier for them to, to singles and the doubles in the, in the slams. Yeah, I mean, it's, I wonder how much Jamie really has to sort of adapt to his game. Because like you said, Andy only really sort of plays the doubles in Davis Cup. Um, I mean, you see, how- Andy just, just reads the game so well. If it's a singles court or doubles court, he strikes the ball beautifully. He's a good athlete. That reads the game well. Jamie, again, if you watch, if you anticipate, it's, it's what's so good. They spend so much time in the net. What if you if you see them from the side? They're almost on the other on the other team's side of the net when they're when they're playing their volleys. Their reactions, their movement, their anticipation is is incredible. I mean, I mean, you see the highlight reel sometimes of the Brian, but I saw one the other day of one of the Brian was just beyond the service line and his opponent smashed it. And he managed to get his racket up in time and hit almost a half smash himself back for a winner. I mean, he had a, a, less than half a set to that. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, they just they just they just train in a slightly different way and adapt their game slightly. I mean, you see how often does Murray and Djokovic come to the net? I mean, Federer's a little bit more now, but even that's not a great deal. Doubles, you're, you're swarming the net. You, 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 their volleys get so good, they anticipate so good. But it's an interesting one, yeah. The comparison of the singles players and the doubles players. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at it purely because we've got a good chance. You oh, know, yeah, definitely. So. I mean, I really I fancy our really fancy our chances against Japan this weekend. It'll be easy. Home draw helps a lot. It makes a difference. And then, yeah, just a one match. Really, see how it goes. Um, I'm trying to when I'm trying to just just have a look now. When the last time a country did defend the Davis Cup. Um, Again, I think it was a long time ago. Because it was a long time, naturally, since we won it. So um, it'd be fantastic to defend that. To, to not leave it nine years ago, to leave it 12 months. To win two in 12 months. Um, the most recent champions, most of the Americans have won it 32 times. They really um very good double players from the look of it. I'm just records. Um, I mean, as well, phenomenal record. Um, she defended it. The French went through it. A great time in the early 30s, winning it, and um, obviously I can't see when the last time in recent years when people been that may have been that long ago. No, yeah, which is another great opportunity for uh, G- Team Gene B. We've got a chance when you, you've got fancy nearly in all of his matches. It's maybe if it, less Djokovic, and then you've got fancy all last in the double. I mean, I think they're going to rest Murray tomorrow, but I think they're confident they can win the doubles with Jamie Murray and Dominglot. I mean, they're good doubles pairs, and they're an amazing doubles pair themselves. So, shows how good Andy Murray is. We get back to the singles and the doubles. That when they really need Andy Murray, they they bring him for that match rather than playing a double specialist who's top top thirty in the world. 
So it does show how good the top players are, even at doubles, even though they don't play it as often as the double specialists. Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know, you want your best players out there, um, and Andy mentally is that. Um, so we're going to up in a few minutes, Leon. Um, it's been a great chat. Um, you, you know your tennis, so it's great to hear from you. Um, obviously, you've put some great articles into more in their game. I mean, is anything that you want to sort of, what's that sort of latest projects? I mean, you've got some... Your, in, your injury is sort of restricted you, so you've had a little bit of downtime. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been up to? Uh, I've been doing a lot of training. In fact, I've, I've done my gear in my training. I've got, um, I'm off to Kuala Lumpur in a couple of weeks wow. to, to hopefully catch, see some TV produced there about in that side of things for this year. Um, while I'm there, I'm going to do a Spartak race. Really? Which, uh, Brilliant. 99% of me can't wait for it. One of the 1% is thinking, oh... Wow. What am I looking for? <laughs> yeah, I, I really can't wait for that. So I, I train every day anyway. So I'll get aerobic stamina there to uh, whether I've got the strength to, to deal with the monkey bars and, and all the other. Yeah, wow. Oh, that's, that's, that's good for you because obviously being injured uh, is frustrating time. So to carry on training and, and plan like that, it really is um, very honourable of you. So all the best with that. Uh, and you've also sent me a fantastic article, which I've just put in our latest issue about injuries, which is um, topical yeah, when you're enough. injured and not injured. Um, yeah. And, and sort of the restriction can do. And it's- yeah, especially to tell people there are positives to take out of it. I mean, there's nothing more frustrating than being injured, but use it to your advantage. No one wants to be injured, but it gives you an opportunity to work on other things, things that you probably should be doing anyway, but maybe don't, maybe because of time. So, yeah, this is... There's lots of things you can still do. It's, it's really sort of uh, taking the, the positives out and negatively. Definitely. I mean, even the world not an eye injury. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, Leon. Thank you for your time as as ever. Uh, it's been it's a great okay. for um, sharing your knowledge on the game and all the latest um, goings on. And um, and it's a great time to talk to Davis Cup, literally hours away. For the yeah. TV. So, um we we'll make sure um, I'm looking forward to putting that on. How can we watch? That's probably going to be on Sky Sports, I imagine. I think it's on Eurosport, actually. Eurosport. Oh, perfect. So Because um, that's been an a frustrating thing over in the last couple of years. There, there have been some ties that hasn't been BBC or Eurosport. Uh, but you live in England. Yeah. Which, which I think is crazy. I mean, every tie should be ideally on BBC so everyone can watch it. But if not, next best thing, Eurosport. So, yeah, yeah. I think you can watch it all on Eurosport. Um, that's it. I think it's the same with a lot of sports. It should be available to everyone. You know, Absolutely, it's, yeah. To really sort of get behind the, the team. You know, I think yeah. I think watch. last year, I think what it's made a huge difference. Winning it, seeing how passionate Andy Murray was, seeing how he put that in, in, ahead of his own individual success. I think yeah. I mean, hopefully, the, the LTA will use this as well. As I, think, I mean, I know they're certainly trying to springboard this to really promote the tennis. That's it. So, yeah. Well, people criticise people jumping on a bandwagon, but why not? You know, sometimes it's good. I mean, look at the Ladies Football World Cup last year. Um, look how many people started watching that because off the back of their success. So, you know, it certainly, uh, certainly helps. You've got to use it to your advantage. Like the soil with Bradley Wiggins, you've got these, you can really, really spin. So hopefully the LTA will, will, will do a good job of that. Perfect. Right. Thank you.